It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. We have reached what I consider to be the home stretch run of the fantasy football season every year. It is week 12. Whatever week Thanksgiving falls on, it's usually week 12. That is when I I think we're, we're, we're hitting the ground running and we're sprinting to the finish. My name is Joe Dolan. His name is Tom Brawley. We just finished week 11. Tom, naturally, after week 11 comes week 12. That's where we are right now. We have a full slate of games this week, although it is, of course, the Thanksgiving slate, which means we have three on Thursday and then 13 the rest of the week. Tom, uh, week 11 has come and gone. There was, you know, with the exception of a couple of players and uh, Tony Pollard, Travis Kelsey, and Samaj P. Ryan of all players, this was a game, This was a week where um, Paul Kelly and I were saying on the SiriusXM game day show, there was really no, like, true slate breakers for quite some time on this. It was a very bizarre fantasy week with not a whole lot of huge fantasy scores. Uh, and we'll certainly get into that as we as we go through the games here, recapping Week 11. Yeah, it was a weird, especially the 1 p.m. games, it was a lot of low-scoring games, not a whole lot of offense. Even, like, I'm looking at the Bills scored 31 points, but... It wasn't your typical offensive explosion for the Bills. It was a lot of James Cook and Devin Singletary. Uh, that Ravens game, I mean, just 16 combined points in that game. So, uh, yeah, it was a real bizarre uh, week 11 here. Uh, so we'll, we'll dive into it here. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're excited for Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, best wishes to everybody if uh, you're, you're traveling this week. I hope you enjoy these pods while you're traveling. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to try to do our as normal a schedule as possible, and we'll have uh, you know the full breakdowns of all the third you know Thanksgiving Day games. So uh, you know, stick with us. We'll be we'll be doing our normal allotment of work, but you guys can go out there and enjoy your holiday as best as you can. Yeah, I'm not traveling, uh, Tom. You're actually you're close to your family, so you can travel. But I'm not traveling. I'm just stick. I'm not, I'm just planting at my roots down here in South Carolina um, and cooking for myself. That's what I'm doing here. Uh, it's part of the. It is part of the deal here uh, uh, with uh, with the, with the holidays. I'm not even traveling for Christmas. I haven't seen my mom in a year. Uh, that's kind of that's kind yeah. of the deal here. With uh, with, with anyway, uh, not complaining. But let's just uh, let's get into it. Let's get into the Thursday night game, Tennessee at Green Bay. Tennessee does it again, Tom. I mean, except Tennessee actually had more firepower in this game because Traylon Burks was involved. Um, he's a guy who I'm, I'm, I'm sure is probably still floating around some waiver wires. Uh, oh, what was your boy. takeaway from Tennessee Green Bay? Uh, not a whole lot, but uh, it was a great sign for the Tennessee offense that they actually got their passing game going a little bit. Uh, Burks, a couple big plays, 43 yards, 51-yard reception at the end of the game. Uh, that, was, that was by far the best, you know, most points they've scored in the game, 27 points. So uh, they've been doing it with a lot of smoke and mirrors, but... Uh, maybe they're trending upward here. Uh, of course, Derrick Henry, he does it all. He threw for, I saw he like threw for, he was like the first player since like Walter Payton to have uh, multiple complete completions in the game, run for a hundred yards. Uh, you know, it was a whole bunch of like different things that he did in the game. So uh, he didn't run for a hundred yards, but it may, maybe it was like pass for a touchdown, run for a touchdown. So 
he continues to do special things. But uh, yeah, I mean, nothing real big for the, I mean, the Titans have one fantasy relevant player and it's Derek Henry. And uh, he, he comes through just about every week at this point, unless they uh, get blown out or whatever. Uh, he usually is scoring uh, plenty of fantasy points at this point. Um, when it comes to Green Bay, I mean, Christian Watson, Tom, hey. I, at this at this point, you got to start him every week, right? I mean, it... yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think the stat last week was uh, five Lambo leaps in five days. I mean, uh, it's it's ridiculous just what kind of a run he's on right now. I, I thought it was mo- most impressive his little that that free play that they had. The uh, Rogers is famous for that improvising and. Uh, he was looking for his rookie receiver, and he made the play, and uh, I, I thought that was a good sign of things to come. But, uh, yeah, this this Packers offense is pretty uh, pretty unexciting otherwise with Aaron Rodgers really uh, taking a major step back this year. And he he uh, really let the offense down last last week, I thought. he There was multiple throws that he left yeah. on the field late in that game that could have made a difference, and he had no one to blame but himself. I mean, that Sammy Watkins dig route that would have went for a huge game. He had Alan Lazard on a crosser that probably would have went for uh, at least 30-some yards. So he left a lot of plays out there. And this this is a team that's quickly heading nowhere here uh, with the postseason quickly approaching. Yeah, um, and they got a they got a matchup. By the way, when it comes to Christian Watson with the Eagles on uh, on Sunday night, and so the Eagles perimeter, obviously, as we well know, Tom, not exactly the area of. Uh, uh, where you're going to produce big-time numbers, so that'll be a fascinating game here. Uh, anyway, let's move on to Chicago and Atlanta. Atlanta wins this game 27-24, and obviously the big news from this one is we have got to watch uh, Justin Fields with uh, what, what looks like shoulder and potentially yeah, hamstring was, injury. Yeah, it was a left shoulder was the major concern. Uh, and we also have a Kyle Pitts injury on the other side, so this was one of the big injury games uh you know, two players that people are, are clearly using in fantasy lineups quite a bit. Maybe they don't want to be using Kyle Pitts in fantasy lineups, but no. uh, you draft him in the third round, you're probably playing him in most leagues. But, um, yeah, we'll see about uh, uh, Fields' injury. They were saying they might not get results back to like, Wednesday from uh, the initial reports I was reading last night. It seems like a, a long time to, to wait. Maybe we'll, hopefully we get a quicker update than that here. Uh, hopefully we get some news, you know, because this is a one week, like we like to get a little bit more information earlier in the week since people are making lineup decisions, you know, on three games on Thursday. So, um, you know, this is one week in particular, in particular that we hate to wait for uh, injury information, but it uh, looks like it there might be a little bit of a delay here with fields. But uh, yeah, other, otherwise, I think the other big piece of news was that Kind of what we expected, that it would be David Montgomery's backfield with yeah. uh, Khalil Herbert out of the No mix. doubt. Uh, up um, up at 80% of the snaps here. So uh, he, he's looking like he's going to be a bell cow back. We, we kind of figured Ebner wouldn't quite see the role that Khalil Herbert did, and uh, it certainly played out that way. So he's looking like he could be a, a fringe, uh, you know, probably a, a low-end RB1 the rest of the way. Yeah, um, Tristan Ebner, six carries for eight yards. If he was going to get the Khalil Herbert uh, role, he certainly didn't earn it. Um, Tom, I hate Marcus Mariota. Drake London <laughs> scores on the first on the first series. <laughs> and that's <laughs> all he does. Two, that's all he does. Um, yeah, I was out on Drake London, and it was one of those things where, like, 
I think I might have been wrong, but also right because this offense is just way worse as a passing offense than I anticipated. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I didn't like him as much. I, I figured it was going to be a low volume passing attack to begin with, and I thought like Kyle Pitts would be kind of the the supreme alpha in the group, but it's it's just been low volume and you know just no production at all for the receivers in this group. So uh, we were. We were wrong, but for the we were right, but for the kind of the wrong reasons, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's nothing really to talk about. I, I thought did Cordero Komet get hurt in this game, uh, or am I, I just so. making that up? He might have left for uh, uh, some plays, if I remember correctly. But yeah, uh, this game was see. not. His, uh, he was at 91 percent of the snaps, nah, so, okay. yeah, so he was no, pretty he much was a full player. Cordell Patterson. He had an awesome. Uh, uh, he got. He had a little bit of an uptick in carries. It was kind of that weird Thursday night game. It, they didn't totally unleash him. He was at 49% of the snaps, so that was pretty promising. But there's nothing really to write about this game, I think, outside of the, the two injuries with Pitts and Fields to, to watch this week. Baltimore <laughs> and Carolina. And, and I mean, Baltimore, ugh. Demarcus Robinson, yay. Yeah, Paul, he's gonna be I went up against him in a league. Paul Kelly went up against him in the ACI. you got to be freaking <laughs> kidding me. What? But like, I mean, uh, what a, I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, say? I, I put him up there. I put him up relatively high. I mean, I, I, I have a hard time believing that he's going to be a thing, but this is like two out of last three games. Devin Duvernay has come back to earth. He's looking like a, a normal, uh, you know, Devin Duvernay, uh, Rashad Bateman's have been out of the mix. So in the, in the Ravens do have a, like a, they have like the, Falcons and Steelers in week 16, 17. So there's like a chance that Demarcus Robinson could be a thing in the fantasy playoffs. So, uh, but that's enough about Demarcus Robinson. Uh, I, I guess we got to watch this backfield steal. Um, you know, Gus oh, yeah, Edwards. That's right. Gus Edwards with the they, they they switched it. It was like knee hamstring during the week, and then it was knee was the primary reason yeah. that he was out, which is a little bit of a concern because it was a hamstring before the bye and. Uh, now that now the injury is listed as knee, so uh, something to keep an eye on here. Kenyon Drake, of course. Anytime you count on the Drake, Joe, he doesn't yeah, come through, and, and he always comes through whenever you're off of him. That, that's like the oh classic for sure. Drake. So we get a, a perfect spot here lining up where Gus Edwards is out of the mix, and the Drake disappoints. Uh, it, it's uncanny the way he does it. Uh, what's up with Lamar Jackson? Uh, I just no receivers. I mean, he's yeah. barely running. And, mm. It was it was just like a bizarre. I don't, I don't know. Uh, this is uh, and quite honestly, this was a game that was like featured on Red Zone Channel like maybe twice all day. Like I, this is a game I didn't really have eyes on very much, so I I can't really tell you what the hell really went on. But uh, I'll tell you who I hate is Deontay Foreman. Well, yeah, I, I hate Deontay Foreman. Like, I mean, like what? He's going to either go for 103 touchdowns or be unplayable. Yeah, we kind of talked about this on our the live stream before the before the games there, uh, the final points uh, live stream, that this could be a bad, you know, bad situation. Tough run defense, huge underdogs. He does nothing in the passing game, and that's kind of how it played out here. Uh, just the one target, no catches, and uh, just he 11 carries for 24 yards. So he's... He's literally, he has to score a touchdown to come through for fantasy. Like, good luck. This team is awful. They're going to be playing from behind a lot of weeks. Hopefully you've used, you've gotten two golden opportunities to trade them away after 
uh, both times that they beat, you know, uh, not beat, but after they, uh, you know, after big games against the Atlanta Falcons in the last three weeks leading up to week 11. So hopefully you took advantage of those windows to, to sell high on him. I, I think he's a classic, like, he, he's in a, they're in a bad offense on a team that's not going to win a lot. He doesn't contribute as a receiver. Like, there's just so many potholes for Foreman the rest of the way. Cleveland and Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo wins this one 31-23 in, in Detroit, but it wasn't a great fantasy game. Like, Buffalo's top fantasy producer was Stephon Diggs, but only because he scored a touchdown. I guess Devin Singletary had a strong game. Buffalo literally lit a draft pick on fire with the Naeem Hines trade. Like, yeah, what is going on here? He's he's done nothing for them. He, gave, he had negative yards in this game. I know. I, I almost feel like it was just like, hey, what, what was it, a six-round pick? They're just like, ah, this is insurance in case Singletary gets hurt and uh, we'll upgrade over Zach Moss. But, yeah, he, he played ten snaps again. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, um, we, we're probably spending too much time talking about Naeem Hines. He's been dropped everywhere. Um, so, yeah, the, the offense, though, they, they really established their run game. I mean – um, I don't know if this is it's something to keep an eye on here for I think for Josh Allen. Of course, he was coming off the six interceptions in a yeah. ten quarter span. Um, I don't, I don't want to say this is like a signal that they might be changing the way they play offense, but it, at least is could be a little bit of a, a, a shift here for the offense that maybe they won't be nearly as pass heavy as they were uh, leading into that. Uh, rough 10 quarter stretch there for Josh Allen. So something to at least keep an eye on here uh, with this offense uh, under two. I, I think yards. they're going to probably slow down the reliance on Allen for the yeah. next few weeks, at least. And then once the playoffs get, I don't think that's going to continue in the playoffs, but, yeah. um, but for right now, maybe that's what they're doing. And a little bit of Singletary up action uh, for yeah. that. Uh, yeah. We could do it like, that way. Yeah. I just, I just thought it was interesting. And of course it was working yesterday. So you, 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 why go away from something that's working? I mean, both James Cook and uh, Singletary averaged 4.8 yards per carry, and Cook was at 7.8 yards per carry. So uh, it was working, so why why step away from it? But I think it's at least something to watch here moving forward if they do. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to turn into the Cleveland Browns here and uh, just be relying on their running game. But uh, even, a, even a little bit of a turn uh, could – knock Josh Allen down from being like the no doubt QB one to, you know, maybe he's in that mix with uh, the, the, the top five p- players at the position here going down the stretch in the fantasy playoffs. How about Jacoby Brissett playing really well? You know, Tom, I was in a, I'm in our guillotine league. Um, I know uh, it, it's, um, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's an interesting format. And, you know, this week I, I opted, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to spend my fab and I'm just going to try to get lucky, you know? And I had two quarterbacks. I picked, I picked, I had Jacoby Brissett on my roster from the, from the get go. And I picked up Ryan Tannehill for free. And I got like two top six quarterback weeks essentially for free this week. Um, And, and I'm going to advance because of it. Um, And and Brissett playing well um, from, from a fantasy takeaway here. Did you have anything? I mean, David and Joku. Yeah. That's the one thing we got to watch here. I have to wonder if, he wasn't quite right coming off the ankle injury. His snaps were down at 37%. Uh, yeah, I didn't it's a see part-time any... role, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see, you know, we kind of saw it with Mike Williams. Uh, we'll get to that game on Sunday night, but these guys are, high ankle injuries are brutal to come off of. I always lean towards, you know, letting the guys, you know, if I, if I have the, uh, if I have 
a comparable option on the bench to let them play for a week or two, get their legs back underneath them. Uh, but we saw it with both Njoku and Mike Williams this week that these high ankle injuries are brutal to come back from. And so he was at 37% of the snaps. Harrison Bryant was at 73%. So they were easing him back into the lineup. So, uh, I, you know, I was looking after the game. I didn't see anything about a setback, but uh, definitely something to keep an eye on this week to, to you know, see what uh, Stefanski or Njoku says about the injury here. Washington and Houston. I mean, oh, oh boy. Yeah, Damian Pierce. What the? <laughs> Washington's uh, run defense is pretty nasty, but they sucked, uh, suffocated him here. And he gets the Dolphins this week, so this could be a rough little stretch for Pierce. Uh, it's just unbelievable. He's 17 yards. I think he was 17 scrimmage yards. I think he was up over like 80 scrimmage yards in like seven or eight yeah. straight games since he kind of took over the backfield in week two. So just like a total dump here uh, after a really good run for Damian yeah. Pierce. And uh, Davis Mills has done some good things, Tom, but unfortunately, I mean, this team's going to be picking first overall and they're going to be taking Bryce Young. Yeah. They, yeah. Stroud or it's, whoever. Yeah. He's, uh, he's playing out the string here, getting the reps uh, to be a, a professional backup quarterback here the rest of the hey, way. Hey, that's a hell of a living. Yeah. So I, you know, I think he's done well enough that he's going to be probably doing that for the next 10 years if he wants to. So, uh, but yeah, this, this offense, there's nothing really to talk about outside of Damian Pearson. Could he could run into another buzzsaw here against the Dolphins this week, which is another um, uh, top ten run defense type of uh, unit there. Uh, Brian Robinson down. If he's not going to look, uh, he's obviously going to have a role for the Commanders. Okay, they have signaled that beyond any reasonable doubt. But if his stat line is going to look the same as it has all year against Houston's run defense, then. You basically have to, if you're putting him in a lineup and he's going to get carries, you basically just have to hope he scores a touchdown. Yeah, he's, yeah, he doesn't contribute as a passer, uh, as a receiver. It's just, I, I gave out his prop uh, this weekend and this was my one concern. He's, he's looked like a jag all season. I mean, he's just, he's just a guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's related to the the incident in August, uh, kind of slowed him down his progress, but. Of course. I mean, it has to be part of I it. Mean, and yeah, but we are like, you know, six, seven weeks away from that injury. You know, he's been back here. So I, you would hope that he would start to show some signs of uh, rounding into to top physical form. And it just there's just been no signs. I mean, he he looks kind of like a plotter here. So uh, they, they were turning it to Antonio Gibson. I, they were kind of using the hot hand late in this game. I was intently watching this because I had the over on Robinson's rushing prop and they were going with Gibson as kind of the closer because he was playing much better than them. So uh, something to keep an eye on here. I think uh, Robinson is clearly a guy trending in the wrong direction here, but I think Gibson should be uh, listed as an up here, especially we did get some J.D. McKissick news last uh, toward the end of oh, last right, week right, right. him going on IR. So uh, Gibson is all of a sudden back in the mix here. He's usually good for like three catches a game. Uh, if he's going to start stealing some uh, more rushing work from Brian Robinson, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying he's like an RB1 all of a sudden, but he, he's he's a guy that has to be in your lineup every week moving forward if this is going to be the trend. Philadelphia at Indianapolis. The Eagles take this one 17-16. And, Tom, I got to say, like, of course, you know, Eagle fans, you, you, you start 8-0, you come off a loss. Oh, my God, the run defense is the worst in NFL history. 
freaking Domakong Sue and Linval Joseph played really well in their first game as Eagles. After a rough opening drive, they really shut down Jonathan Taylor. Um, and it was just a weird game, though. You know, the Eagles continue to make some bizarre mistakes, some things going against them. Um, but from a fantasy perspective and from a market report perspective, I'm not really sure what to take away from this game. The Eagles really missed Dallas Goddard. Um, yeah, that's the, that was the one thing I wanted to ask you about because I gave out Hertz's under on his rushing yards, and I almost feel like is is this was it related to Dallas Goddard being out that they lost a staple of their offense and now they put back Hertz's running because he's been like kind of not non-existent. He's scored some rushing touchdowns, but he hasn't seen a lot of volume recently in terms of in the rushing game and right uh, with Goddard being out is that something that they did on purpose to you know because they're you know Goddard's been a huge piece of this offense so huge piece so that's what I was, I was kind of wondering that uh, just seeing how you know 16 carries for 86 rushing yards is this well like is this going to be a little bit more of a staple of the offense while Goddard's out I think it's I, you can see right when they were in that game that there were some bizarre things they did in that game and <laughs> I think some of the stuff they're going to, first and foremost, when Cosell said it on the on the matchup points live stream, he's like, they're not going to, quote unquote, replace Dallas Goddard. Well, lo and behold, their tight ends get one target in this yeah. game. It was for Jack Stoll. Like, and they did some really bizarre stuff that I, I, I think the playbook should scrap. Like, they, they gave a slow developing handoff to Kenny Gainwell on a third and one that didn't go anywhere. On, I, I don't know if you were watching the last drive, the go-ahead drive, they had, a first in, <laughs> they had a first and 10 in basically in the red zone and gave the ball to Boston Scott three straight times. And like, it was just very bizarre play calling. And then of course, at the end of the game, they're like, they let Hertz call his own number. And that was probably the right play. And I think the Eagles right now are, are going to say any win is a win. It doesn't care how we get it. We don't care how we get it. And if Jalen Hurts calling his own number and playing a little street ball is how we're going to get it, then so be it. And then we're they're expecting Dallas Goddard back during the regular season. Um, so I think he was a big part of their offense. Um, Devontae Smith was a huge part of what yeah, they that's, did. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe, maybe Smith and Hurts are kind of up here a little bit with Goddard being out. So, you know, maybe yeah. we'll maybe, – I mean, Goddard, uh, you know, we take out six or seven targets a game and – uh, maybe that means Hertz runs a little bit more here, and Devonte Smith, uh, you know, saw yeah. nine targets. That's got to be close to a, you know, is you know, a season high for the season here. I mean, he hasn't seen that kind of volume very much so far this season. Well, I'll be honest. I, I mean, Nick Sirianni said, "Hey, Devonte Smith and AJ Brown are going to have to step up." They got sixteen of their twenty-five targets. Yes, uh, we love that. <laughs> hey, keep so, doing that. No yeah, offense, Zach um, Pascal and. You know, uh, Quez Watkins and everybody else. Watkins want... scored in this game, of course. Yeah, but, of course, yeah. he scored the receiving touchdown. But uh, yeah, I I liked it. You know, we got it was like a more of a little bit more of Hertz and a little more of Smith while Goddard was out, which is just fine by us for fantasy. Uh, New England and the Jets. <clears throat> mm. uh, next. <laughs> um. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Ooh. Zach Wilson's comments. I mean, you know what? Uh, for. I mean. Ha- <laughs> what do you even say, <laughs> Tom? <laughs> do you feel like you let the defense down? No. What like, did you do? <laughs> well, yeah, you I... know, like they hear, hear the, the quote that was really stand, stood out to me is like, 
You know, well, it was really windy. You know, the Patriots weren't throwing deep either. Okay. But here's the difference, Zach. Mac Jones was 23 to 27 on those short passes. You were 9 to 22. <laughs> like, there's a little bit of a difference there. Yeah, this is. Oh, man, Tom, this guy is. Oh, he might yeah. be a loser, Tom. Not yeah. Just a... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know Jets fan. This is going to be an interesting week in Jets land. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fans calling for, you know, because they're right in the mix of everything with their, their, I mean, they have a chance to sneak into the playoffs here and uh, do something with this defense. And Wilson is not made for primetime. I mean, this is, this is one of the worst. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, it's just one of the worst box scores I've seen in a while here. I mean, like nothing useful. I mean, uh, came what out do I this. even say, like for the market report, the entire team's down. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, I guess we could just put it under, like, one of the, you know, Garrett Wilson or uh, Michael, you know, just put in just kind of a, a cap encapsulation of just how shitty this offense was yesterday. So, yeah. uh, there's just not, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I mean, it was, it was all out there on the field and it was not good. I mean, both sides were pretty awful, though, if you ask my opinion. I mean, I know oh, Jones' yeah. number is 27 for 23, but. He was taking a lot of sacks, and uh, there are some injuries on the Patriots' offensive line that are. Uh, I saw David Andrews picked up an injury. They they have some issues there as well. So this is just a three-three rock fight here, and of course the the game-winning score is on a punt return on the like basically the final play of the game. Well, the Patriots were a good uh, defensive streamer, so <laughs> yeah, hey, good good for you. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I don't I don't know what else to say about this. <laughs> No, uh, let's move on. Yes. New Orleans and L.A. Um, Speaking of not knowing what to say. No, geez, my God. The, this Rams team, I mean, no, we might have Bryson Park, uh, Perkins leading the way. and um, uh, I mean, let's just let further Barry Stafford. I mean. Yeah, I don't think we need to. He's 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 not even waiver wire. He's like 50% yeah. owned and, you know, everybody's dropped him. So, I mean. The Rams funny thing, he, and, he was on his way to one of his better games. He had the... Uh, oh, yeah, because I had his under, and, like, I'm yeah, not, not going to celebrate getting nah. under when I'm on the wrong side when somebody gets hurt. Um, yeah, but they finally got yeah. a downfield explosive play to somebody other than Cooper Cup this year. I mean, Tutu Atwell. I mean, it was more of a cover. What was it? Was it a concussion for Stafford again? Uh, they were very vague about it, but, uh, yeah, it looked like it. It was like a neck... Yeah, it was a neck issue. There, yeah, it was... He went back to get... It was. I, I don't know if it officially came out that it was another concussion, but I think it was more a precaution more than anything else. So something to keep an eye on this week. But this Sean McVay. Uh, um, this is from Jordan Rodriguez. They need to make a smart decision. Yeah, they're shutting them down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's congratulations, Lions, on your. This was, by yeah. the way, this was a game between uh, two teams that are currently giving their top ten picks to another team. Yep, and unfortunately, your Eagles lost out in this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what well, it is. I mean, use the more help though. Well, you know, the, the poor lines. But yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. And like Henderson's completely dead. I mean, Cam Akers out. Out carries. I'll just. Him. I'll just write his epitaph down. Yeah, Kyron Williams plays the most snaps. So I mean, good luck using anybody in this backfield right now. Yeah, Kyron Williams was up at. Uh, 55% of the snaps, uh, if you're looking for anything that's promising out of this offense right now. Uh, but How yeah. about Dalton, 21-25? <laughs> yeah, that was... Three touchdowns. 
Yeah, I, I saw uh, just Chris Olave roasted Jalen Ramsey. I mean, uh, <laughs> what, a, what a weird game. But, yeah, Olave's looking good here. I don't know who, but he, he's been looking good for a while now. I know he had a couple down games with the rest of the offense, but, uh, you know, this is let's, – let's move on to another game that's not, not so shitty. Uh, Detroit and the Giants. Um, well, terrible game for Saquon Barkley. His first in quite some time. Wandale Robinson towards ACL. Oh, that's official? Yep. Shit. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, of course it comes on the heels of his best game as a pro, and he finally – I mean, a lot of it was garbage time, but, you know, he finally was starting to look like he – Oh, and I said to Paul, I was like, how could you have possibly started him too? Like – he he's done nothing. He pops up on the injury report with a hamstring injury this week. And then all of a sudden he comes out and he has nine for 100. But unfortunately, Tom, um, his season's over. The yeah, New I York think... Giants need Odell Beckham Jr. And they need him in the worst way. Um, yeah, they need offensive line help too. I think we got to yeah. put Barkley down a little bit. I... <clears throat> Evan Neal's been out of the lineup here the last couple of weeks. Maybe they'll get him back. He was back to limited practices, but I saw... Uh, Tyree Phillips got hurt. John Feliciano got hurt. Like their offensive line is banged up. This team is not, this is not a, a team. I think anybody would characterize as a deep team. Uh, they've been kind of putting it together, just piecing it together. And I it kind of feels like it might be starting to fall apart here. Uh, we saw the Texans last week. They couldn't score in the red zone, but they moved it inside the red zone six different times. And and, you know, this week's result with the Lions, they they finally faced a team that, uh, you know, was scoring all all their red zone possessions. So uh, this feels like a team that could be starting to move in the other direction here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm a little bit concerned about Barkley. His offensive line is falling apart here a little bit. Uh, over on the Detroit side, nothing really much has changed. DJ Chark was back, but he only had one target and he didn't catch it. DeAndre Swift, again, getting his eight touches, and somehow he sneaks into the end zone and to to, to save your ass if you started him. We'll take it, man. It doesn't seem sustainable. It's not. (laughs) But that's that's him. I mean, he is a big play kind of guy. He is capable of this, and that's why it's even more frustrating because, you know, if he was getting 15 touches a game, uh, you know, maybe these – maybe he'd be scoring a little bit more and be just putting up way more production, but – uh, we're, we're only getting to see it in this limited sample. Uh, let's see here. Is that 31% snap share? I feel like that might be a little bit of an upgrade here. Uh, 21 snaps overall, but still behind uh, Justin Jackson and Jamal Williams in the uh, in snap share for the running back position. Although I, that will, they were playing with a significant lead late in the game, so uh, maybe his snap share would have been a little bit better but, if it was a closer game, but... And Paul Kelly raised this point on the game day show, though, Tom, and I kind of agreed with it. We were saying all day, it's like, for, no, first and foremost, nothing against Justin Jackson, who's played well, okay? Yeah, yes. But, like, if DeAndre Swift is healthy enough to play, then use Williams and Swift. If he's not, then use Williams and Jackson. And then the question becomes, his touchdown came, Tom, with six minutes left in the fourth quarter when this was already out of hand. So if, if DeAndre Swift is not healthy enough to handle a normal role, why is he even in in that spot? I have no idea. Uh, it's The whole usage has been, just been absolutely bizarre. Uh, you would think that he'd be getting healthier here as we go along too, but uh, just just they they just refuse to do it. I, I, 
I would love to, <laughs> I'd love to have more information on the medicals here. Why, you know, why he isn't quite to full strength and why he can't handle a full workload. But uh, I, I just think it is what it is at this point. I don't, I don't think we're ever going to get to a point where it's going to get much better this season, unless, you know, the, all of a sudden the Lions reel off like six straight wins here and looks like they might be heading to the playoffs. Maybe then he sees an uptick, but yeah. it's just, and of course, Jamal Williams, man, this guy, Talk about <laughs> running hot this season. Just I mean, keeps getting it done. And I, I have to look this up. Has there been a team that's run more plays from the one-yard line than the Lions this year? <laughs> it seems like every drive ends with a one-yard touchdown run. Yeah, Jamal Williams is, like, perfect on every one-yard carry, it feels like. So, um, I unfortunately, I drafted him a ton last year in best ball stuff. I, I don't think I had... Very much of a medal this year. Yeah. And I'm paying the price. As John says, he's like every other year you count on him. So I guess next year he'll be uh, down again and we'll be off of him. But geez, this is, uh, he just keeps coming through. I mean, he just, he's automatic at the one yard line. Um, the Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos future Jets quarterback, Derek Carr had a good one here. 23 of 37 for 307 and two touchdowns, <laughs> both to Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs had a good game. That's it. Hey, and with Darren Tennessee. Waller and Hunter Renfro on IR, that's it for the Raiders. I mean, like, what else? Nothing uh, else to can, say here. Hey, you can use Matt Collins. You the Raiders know, like, are a it, mess, but at least they're giving it to their best players, so it's it's good for our purposes. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Broncos traded four top fifty picks for Russell Wilson to throw seven touchdowns in ten games. Oh man, two hundred forty. Hey, actually, yeah, I put up decent numbers. Couldn't throw a touchdown pass, though. And yeah, and he had eight yards rushing. By the way, Melvin Gordon down. He fumbled at the goal line. <laughs> oh, did he really? I didn't even see that. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, it's... I, I, the, the fact that it took... Melvin Gordon was fumbling like crazy at the beginning of the year when Javante Williams was ripping off seven, eight-yard runs every time he touched the football. And now they're like, oh, this is unacceptable. Like... <laughs> But you got Latavius Wait, Murray. I was going to say, you got a stud like Latavius Murray. You got to feed him the rock. I mean, his 2.9 yards per carry, you, you can't find that anywhere. Oh, wait, yeah, you can. You find it off the off the waiver wire, you know, off the uh, practice squad of the Saints <clears throat> earlier this year. So th- this team is, even with the uh, the, the, the switch to uh, offensive coordinators, uh, it, it was the same old shit that we've seen all season through the first 10 weeks of the year, uh, you know, Clint Kubiak did not uh, change the fortunes of this, this offense. They still yeah. have Russell Wilson at quarterback. Uh, I think there was probably is, a little more play action, you know. I mean, Russ, like 24-31 isn't bad. No, but, like, no, I, mean, I, I think, but it was also a, a pristine, you know, the, nobody's afraid of the Raiders here. He, he had That was one of his few good games earlier in the season here. So uh, the, the one good thing is like Sutton, he, I mean, if Judy continues to miss time, uh, which it kind of looks like he might. Uh, he, he gets absolutely fed, so he's the one guy that you can absolutely count on whenever Judy is out of the lineup here. Uh, yeah, I guess Sutton up if Judy's out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what if we're looking fun. for something to write here? Uh, Dallas and Minnesota. Um, here's the thing. Minnesota, forget about it. I mean, it was a bad game, Tom. Burn the tape, Move baby. on. <laughs> Burn the tape. Uh, Dallas, uh, Tony Pollard. He can't go anywhere. I, I know. Like, absolutely. <laughs> like, I, it took a Zeke injury, but, I mean, at this point, like, they'd have to be, like, on crazy pills to freaking take him 
you know, just take his role away at, at any point here. I mean, this is this is like incredible the kind of run that he's been on here over the last four weeks. Uh, six touchdowns. He's averaging 147 scrimmage yards per game. I think it was uh, over the last four games. So just keep riding the hot hand here. We're gonna. I'm sh- I hope he continues to be featured uh, on Thanksgiving Day here. But if I if I get one more question about Tony Pollard in the Discord in our Discord, I, I mean I I got like at least a dozen questions yesterday about Tony Pollard. I'm like. Dude, you're not taking Tony Pollard out of the lineup. He's an RB one right now, so he's like he could be like the RB one. Like he's he's breaking, like he's literally a slate breaker, even with Zeke now. And by the way, look, Zeke, you know you're going to see the two point eight yards per carry. Valid. He also had two one yard touchdown runs. That's going to limit your yards per carry. Yeah. So I mean, um, this offense is kind of firing on all cylinders right now. They they're. I think we found out the reason why they were uh, favorites against the Vikings heading into this week. That was that was like the line that uh, stood out as like, what the what the hell's going on here? And uh, you know, they certainly backed it up with their performance this week. One thing to watch for the Vikings this week: uh, they play the Patriots. Who, hey, say what you want about the Patriots, they're not a great fantasy team, but they can defend. There's no there's no doubt about it. Uh, and. The, the 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 Vikings are not going to have Christian Darrisaw this weekend. They've already yeah. said that. Yeah, there's another guy that got rushed back from a concussion. I mean, that's you know we had Stafford in the you know one of the games we covered earlier. That's you know two guys that we did we you know it, it, it's a scary situation. You know he could be. I wouldn't be surprised maybe if he's held out even longer. And he's he's pivotal yeah. for that offensive line. He's playing at a really high, high level. Um, so that, that, that is a big loss and yeah, there's probably no chance that he plays on Thursday night. Um, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, we got to watch Joe Mixon. He's got a concussion. Yeah. Um, Of course, Samaj AP run erupts in his place. Uh, He did start to go off before the injury, but, um, yeah, he, uh, he he goes for 30 points. I mean, imagine, imagine playing him at DFS and, you know, winning, winning all that money. I mean, I. I assume that he had to be in some winning lineups. I mean, oh, I would think. Just yeah, like somebody's like, oh, I'll put P right in there. Maybe he scores a touchdown. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, on Pittsburgh's side, I, first and foremost, well, Tom, I got. We say also got to do a a, a a watch for Jamar Chase. There's a lot of. Lots. Oh, I've I've already put him on okay. here. Yeah, because there's a lot of. T- he was on crutches last week, but they're they're saying that he's got a chance to return this week. I, you know, call me a little bit skeptical here. Guys on crutches one week and then he's going to play the next week, but. Maybe they're just being really cautious with him. I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, essentially 10 days later, you're going to be playing in an NFL football game after being on crutches. I'm, just call me a little bit skeptical, but uh, they're they're saying he has a chance to play this week. They do need him. They do. I, I Yeah, I, they, they are entering a, a, a pretty tough stretch, too. They need to tick off some wins here. This is, they, they had an easier front-loaded schedule here, and uh, it's going to get a little tougher here starting with the Titans. Um, you know, I got to be honest, I see, and, and I've, I've kind of started to push back on this and I'm not saying that he's playing great, but like, I feel like every week I see, Oh, Kenny Pickett, what are you doing? And then like, I compare him to somebody like Zach Wilson or compare him to somebody like Davis Mills or compare him to somebody like Mac Jones. And then I watch Pickett and I'm like, the guy's made like seven starts. Like, I feel like he, he absolutely looks like he's got a clue I, I yeah i agree i mean it, it just doesn't match up with the the numbers and everything you, you look at all right. the stats he's near the bottom you know yards per attempt interception rate um 
It, it, you know, it I, I agree with up. that. I mean, it does. The stats are at the bottom, but like, I don't know if this offense is very well schemed. Well, that's or... exactly the this this the offensive scheme is terrible. They don't they don't get him on the move. He can move. Uh, I mean, there's no combination routes in the offense. It's just Deontay Johnson and George Pickens running routes by themselves on the perimeter, and uh, Pat Frymuth running a route by himself in the middle of the field. It's it's just. One of the worst ill-conceived offenses in the league. It will be it will be over by the end of the year. I mean, if Matt Canada would somehow survive all this, but uh, it's just just awful play calling every week. They're they're not doing anything to help him out, and the offensive line I feel like has gotten a little better, but it's still a bottom five group. And uh, there there was a reason why I think they were re- reluctant to to get him into the lineup uh, early in the season and. Uh, but the schedule does ease up here towards the end, and hopefully that means we get uh, huge games out of Fryermuth and Pickens moving forward here. Uh, Pickens dropped a, a long touchdown at the yeah. end of the game, or he would have erupted. Uh, but Pat Fryermuth, I mean, uh, you know, we were pushing him. He's playing a lot. He's in the up. Slot. I mean, yeah. he's Pickett's boy. He is Pickett's boy. He's the one guy that can count on right now. Deontay Johnson is just completely dead right now. Uh, I think he's been under 10 points or, you know, it's like in six of his last seven, he's just, he's a guy you just can't even like really use in lineups right now. It's, and uh, the biggest news coming out of this is Najee Harris is looking pretty decent here. Um, And Jalen Warren picked up a hamstring injury. So he could be out. I mean, we'll, we'll see if Warren misses time, but uh, Najee was up at like a 92% snap last week. And he, and, and here's the key with Najee. He looks good. Yes, he, he looks like a different player. It was yeah, completely he, different player. He's using his weight. He's going forward. I thought it was funny. Um, I saw it was at some point in the second half. Deontay Johnson caught a pass like at the sticks, and he and he's looking like freaking Barishnikov trying to dance his way, and and he ends up losing like not getting the first down. And I saw Najee Harris out there like essentially signaling to him go forward, and I'm like, that's not really the best guy. <laughs> To be coaching Deontay Johnson on going forward, but if Najee Harris can see it, maybe that's a good sign for Najee Harris. Now. Yeah, yeah, he he had a couple. You know, I know you pointed out the one against the Eagles where he uh, was dancing around out there, but he does look different now. He's he's using uh, more of his power. He just looks he looks healthier. I mean he he had the Liz Frank sprain earlier in the year. I think it might have been more of a conditioning thing too, because. You know, you have a foot injury. It's not like yeah. you're going to be running on it. And, you know, it's probably tough to even walk on it. So I think he's just getting into better shape here. And, um, you know, the off- as I said, the offensive line is marginally improving. So uh, it's pointing up here after a slow first 10 weeks of the season here for Najee. I, you know, I don't think he's like a locked-in RB1 now. But uh, if Warren's going to miss time, he at least has a chance here to, to – to, you know, for anybody that drafted him in the first round, it's maybe we'll get some dividends here towards the end of the season. So in as much as the, a great game like Kansas city, the chargers can be tilting. It was tilting. Oh. And this is why sometimes you hate fantasy football. Yeah. Tom, I literally was looking at my lineup an hour before the game and my opponent, your roommate had Patrick Mahomes. And I still had Joshua Palmer in my lineup. And I'm like, you know what? Allen and Williams are back. Palmer really hasn't done anything with those guys in the lineup. And he's been up and down. I have Valdez Scantling on my bench. I'm like, let me protect myself a little bit. 
I've got Canarius Tony and Valdez Scantling. My opponent has Mahomes. So I'm like, you know what? It's a close matchup. I'm going to protect myself here a little bit. Uh, not so much. Not so much. Um, that game was tilting for me. Canaries oh. Tony hurts the hamstring. I mean, he wasn't playing the snaps. He's down. Mike Williams is down. He gets hurt again. Um, Freaking Tony. I, as soon as we trust him, uh, it's unbelievable. Hey, this guy. <laughs> I mean, I know. You, you, this is going to be his career. This uh, is going to be his career. You can't control injuries. You can't control, you know, whatever. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. As soon as everybody... Finally trust him. It sets up perfect. Juju's out of the lineup. Cole's on IR. Uh, Tony's been an ascending player here. We finally have enough confidence to throw him in the lineup. So we got him ranked high. Every Discord question we get, it has Tony involved in it. And, yeah, Tony airballs it and sees one target, gets hurt. So th- this is just complete. I'm with you, Joe. I, 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 I didn't personally play a lot of Tony. I don't have Tony in a lot of leagues, but uh, – it just, just happened that's the league I had him in. Yeah, it's just 14 snaps and then he gets hurt. Yeah. So, uh I think the other big piece of news out of this, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously have to watch like Juju and Yeah. It, well, we can probably lump him and Tony together there to to watch their injuries, but uh yeah, Clyde Edwards-Helaire goes down with what what was the final ruling on his injury? Uh It was an ankle. Ankle. Okay. So, Pacheco it looked like they were, like, not completely done with Clyde edwards Larry He got a couple carries before he picked up the injury. It was early they in the game. Now. But they're invested in Pacheco now. And, I mean, frankly, I mean, Pacheco looked freaking great. I mean, I know it was the Chargers' run defense. One of the worst in the league. They're right up there with the Texans. But Pacheco, it's it's just like night and day watching him run and watching Clyde edwards Hilaire run. Uh, you know, he just has just another gear that – Clyde Edwards Hilaire does not have. So uh, I, I think it's going to be difficult for them to, you know, take him out of lineup here. I think he's going to be in the mix. Uh, but the only problem with him is just no work in the passing game. He's and, got, like, if he's got to score. Like, for you to have a great game about Pacheco, Tom, you just said he looked great. He had 107 rushing yards, but he had 10.7 fantasy points. Exactly. No, no goal line work. Uh, it, they They were throwing it down at the goal line. Uh, no, not a single target. So, I mean, it's, he's certainly trending up, especially with Edwards Hilaire out of the lineup, but he's still going to be a volatile, you know, player. Cause we know Kansas city ideally doesn't want to run the ball that much. Uh, that's just the way Andy Reid plays ball. And, uh, if he's not going to catch passes, I mean, it's, a, he's a TD or bust, uh, if he's in your lineup. Uh, all right, Tom. Uh, I, I mean, there's really well, about the Chargers. I'm putting Mike Williams down because he aggravated a high ankle sprain. Um, yeah, he's not play next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to follow that news, and uh, well, maybe we should do a, a tepid up for Keenan Allen too. Um, yeah, he he got through the he got through a game. Congratulations, uh, week Whoa. eleven. Week eleven, he got through a full game, but he also made the big play of the game for the Chargers. And uh, let's see where his snaps were at. Sixty-eight percent, pretty good for basically missing the entire you know, first 10 weeks of the season. So, um, they, you know, as they said, he would be on some sort of snap count, but it yeah. wasn't the 30 to 35%, you know, 30 to 35 snaps that they were anticipating. He was up at 44. So, um, it didn't seem like there was any kind of setback. So, and as you said, Mike Williams could be looking at additional time out of the lineup. So, 
You're probably dead if you drafted Keenan Allen in the third round, but if yeah, maybe you. But Tom, I did get questions in my Discord about hey, somebody drop Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, playing in you know eight, ten team leagues, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was dropped in some leagues. So uh, if you've made it this far and you got Keenan in your lineup, uh, maybe maybe we can uh, have a nice little playoff run here, especially with Mike Williams a little bit banged up. All right, Tom, uh, I'm going to get this file sent out. We're going to get the article up on the website. Uh, I will be talking to you tomorrow. Yeah, can you give us a little preview? What's the waiver wire looking like this week? Oh, it's not, not too not too involved. I'm trying to think. Uh, Latavius Murray was up there running back. Who was the – oh, Samaji Piran's the big one. Uh, yeah. But, of course, they have – they got the Titans this week. So, it's not a, not a great matchup for running backs. But he, of course, does contribute as a receiver. He, he scored the – the, the three receiving touchdowns in that game last uh, last night. So uh, he's he's the clear top guy, but there's, there's not a whole – we're back to the uh, – not a whole lot of help out there. And we're also getting back into 16 games this week. So uh, hopefully you're not absolutely dying uh, for for help right now. And uh, not, not too bad on the injury front as well with just like Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts were the big – couple of the big injuries. Of course, Joe Mixon. So – uh, not too big of a waiver wire, but we'll, we'll go through it. We'll break it down. We know you're, you might be uh, looking for a little bit of help. So we'll, we'll, we'll do our job here. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this week's uh, market report recap podcast. Come to fantasypoints.com. Check out the article. Use code Brawley 22 to get an extra 10% off and come t- talk to us in our subscriber discord. Tom and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. weekend. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.